Welcome to Agriculture's Top Hands Podcast. In this podcast, I will interview the leaders of the agriculture industry, ranging from 4-H and FFA members, farmers, ranchers, agribusiness people, and government officials about why they believe in the future of agriculture. So join me, host, Bailey Habaker, in talking to the top hands of the agriculture industry. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Agriculture's Top Hands. Today, I have with me a very special guest, guest Miss Cat uh, Curran. I went to college with you, and so that's how we kind of met. But Cat, just take the reins. Get, tell us a little bit about yourself, everything from the beginning to what you're doing now. All right. Well, hi, everybody. My name is Cat Curran. Just like Bailey said, <laughs> I grew up in a small town in Holly, Minnesota with my family's hobby farm. Uh, I lived there till the end of high school, pretty much. My parents are divorced though. So it's kind of, farm's not there anymore, but I still enjoy agriculture. Uh, Throughout high school, I was pretty involved in anything that wasn't a sport. I'm not particularly athletic, but I was in pretty much everything else. I really enjoyed FFA. I was only in it for a year though. So I guess I don't have a whole lot of experience and unfortunately no 4-H experience, but I really loved, especially choir was one of my top classes and being in yearbook. After high school, I guess I applied to NDSU and I only applied to NDSU. So I was quite relieved to find out when I got accepted. I went to North Dakota State University for my bachelor's of agricultural systems management. I graduated in May of 2020 with that. I also have a minor in animal science. Uh, Anyone that knows me (laughs) knows that cows are my thing. That's kind of how I roll. So I worked at part-time at the NDSU dairy barn while I went through college and also at Creative Care for Reaching Independence in Moorhead. They help people with disabilities and that was a really good spot for me to learn a lot more about myself and grow as a person. I competed in pageants in the beginning back in, oh, I want to say 2015. I started with the Miss Holly pageant. I was looking for some scholarship monies and it didn't work out, but I tried again the next year and still still didn't happen. I had (laughs) my friend Elaine encourage me to run for Western Minnesota Steam Threshers Reunion Steam Queen. And I was like, Elaine, I'm not cut out for this. You know, the pageant life isn't for me. And she explained to me, you know, Steam Queen's all about an interview and about what you do up here. So give it a try. I ran two years and won my second year. And that's where it kind of kicked off using pageants to advocate for the industry. So after my reign was up, I couldn't get enough of it. It Having a crown and sash just opens a different door than being a regular farmer or you know an advocate for the industry it really gets you out there and people take notice so after that I kind of looked into Miss America and brought my agriculture self with me and it didn't didn't quite work out how I had hoped I was looking for a local after a few (laughs) botched attempts and I was reached out to by a member of the national board from Miss Agriculture USA and they were like hey you know, your state is open. Are you interested? And that's kind of how we got to here. I've been the state queen for North Dakota for the past three years, 2019, 2020, and 2021. 
I bumped up an age division each year from Miss to Ms. to Mrs. So that's how we got to where I am today. So how I became a Mrs., me and my husband met when we were going to North Dakota State University together. We actually met outside of class. I needed someone to jumpstart my car so that I could go visit my boyfriend. <laughs> so after that, uh, he helped me jumpstart my car in the parking lot and we had the same car and we had the same radio station playing and we kind of hit it off as best friends. And after that, it kind of just one day, all of a sudden there was a line that we, it just kind of blurred and we were like, oh, we're not really just friends anymore, are we? I guess we're dating. So <laughs> After that, the rest is history. We've been together since 2016. We got married last fall, and it was just a beautiful day with all of our family. Uh, we live in Fargo right now with our guinea pig, Wilson, and we have a roommate, uh, one of our groomsmen, Chris. So we've, we're able to have a nice rental home in Fargo for now while we work and save up to move home to his family's farm. Right now, he's working at Menards, and I work at Midwest Motor Express in Fargo, which is a trucking company. I kind of am the liaison between the customers and the guys out there on the street running the trucks, kind of make sure everything gets there on time. Awesome. Yeah, that's, I didn't realize it. I thought you were doing pageants like your whole life, honestly. <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> I had no idea about that. That's kind of cool. Um, to kind of go off that, have you always been involved with agriculture? Have you ever kind of wanted to drift away from ag? So growing up, we had, we raised kind of oddball dairy steers and raised them for meat for our family. And we had everything. We had chickens, rabbits. My mom had goats for a time. We had some pigs for a while, had some ducks. Those were kind of interesting. <laughs> I'm not used to ducks. Um, cows are definitely where my passion is at. And for a time, I did consider going into nursing because I really enjoy helping others. And I thought that might help <laughs> supply monies for my addiction to agriculture because <laughs> I wasn't really sure how to get started as a fresh farmer, I guess. I wanted to run my own farm. And when my parents being divorced and we don't ha not having the farm anymore, I kind of was looking into ways that I could get started all by myself and it was looking quite expensive right from the get-go yeah it's not a cheap industry that's for sure. <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> well that's kind of interesting I didn't know that you were thinking about being a nurse but I feel like there's a lot of nurses that have an egg background exactly and <laughs> when I worked at CCRI too I was a direct support professional so it was kind of like being a nurse helping the people and stuff so that was nice for me to realize after I had taken a tour also of a hospital job shadowing I realized it wasn't quite for me but I did still enjoy having a in-between area where I could still help people but not go full-blown nurse because I that just isn't for me <laughs> yeah that's not me they're my friends always said that if anybody gets in trouble around me and needs like uh resuscitation or anything I'm probably running the other way they're like you could <laughs> give shots to cows all day, but people, not nothing. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, did you participate in any agriculture or even non-ag um, organizations or clubs when you were younger that have kind of helped you today with being a queen? Oh boy. I guess 
for starters, choir in high school, that really helped with stage fright and not necessarily public speaking, but it really helps you to get out in front of a crowd and be a little more comfortable yourself. Even though, you know, we didn't quite get to speaking, we did a lot more of the singing. It's a little easier with a group of people behind you for sure. But I did get a couple of solos here and there. So that kind of puts you right in the spotlight and has you have to get uncomfortable with yourself to get more comfortable with yourself. So that really helped. Yearbook club in high school, that really helped me just keep myself organized and be able to keep a deadline without anyone necessarily getting after you about it. We had specific days and if you didn't hit a deadline, then it was what it was. Um, let's see here. FFA, that was great. I loved dairy judging and I, dairy products. That was my, that's my get-go right there. That's, that's all about me. I love cows and dairy I drink a lot of milk, eat a lot of cheese. <laughs> I guess once I got to college, I was involved in almost every agriculture club on campus. I was in Collegiate Cattle Women, Bison Dairy Club, Agricultural Systems Management Club. I was in Farm Bureau for a time, Saddle and Sirloin Club. And... I'm pretty sure I'm forgetting one. I was so busy, but I was also in the Residence Hall Association and I was their vice president slash communications coordinator. And that was a big job. That was like working a full-time job while going to school full-time and working part-time jobs on the side. It really helped me focus on taking care of deadlines again and working with professionals and kind of building my career mindset so that was a really great experience. I definitely credit the Residence Hall Association a lot for a lot of my professional growth. They were an amazing organization to be a part of. And I don't miss all the deadlines and the crunching. <laughs> and we worked really hard, but I definitely miss the community. And being the National Communications Coordinator, our region was McCurr, so the Midwest region. And our mascot was Dairy Cows. So I was everyone's favorite. I had a cow backpack with a cow stuffy inside <laughs> the backpack. And so they always had jokes about me and my cow backpack. <laughs> I think it's awesome too to branch out and not just be part of egg clubs. I mean, I know that that's where I always lie because I don't do well when I'm not comfortable. That's where I'm comfortable at. But it's always great to reach out and then kind of spread the word too. Like you have a mascot about cows. Half those people probably were not around cows, I would assume. Yep, they they always had all kinds of questions for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, recently you didn't mention this, but you were crown uh, runner up for the National Mrs. Agriculture USA pageant. So how did you decide to run for this? So when being involved in Miss Agriculture USA, we, I, oh boy, I just got all my words mixed up. Anyways, <laughs> So I got, when I first got involved, I got a state title. So from state, you go to nationals and I went my first year and I placed third in two categories and fourth in another category of competition. And I was a little disappointed. I didn't win where, you know, we've all been there, <laughs> yep. but I was mostly looking for improvement. It was a good spot to evaluate where I was at in that time in my life. So I came back for 2020, ready to roll, and 2020 didn't work out either. <laughs> we, it was a rough year. I think a lot of us 
weren't quite exactly ready when nationals came along. I don't think a lot of us thought for sure it would be able to happen in person. And when it did, a bunch of us were kind of behind. We didn't do all our best. I'll say myself, I didn't compete to my fullest, but I did improve from the year before. So this year, again, I had goals for improvement and my public speaking got better and my stage presence got better. And I had so much fun with the girls in my division. We had five of us this year competing for the same title and you never would know it because we're all just a big family with the Miss Agriculture USA organization. I I really enjoy those girls. I have made some of my best friends in that group. Um, Some of the girls are a little bit younger than me. Some of them are a little bit older. We have divisions ranging from little all the way up to elite. So it's a really great experience to see all those queens come together, smaller and older, more experienced women come together as a group. And we get to share what we've done through the year. And one of my favorite areas of competition is agware. We get to share all about our state and make a creative outfit based on our state's agriculture and any part that we may have in it. This year, I represented the beef industry. So I dressed up as a beef cow. It was great. <laughs> Saw the pictures. It was great. <laughs> yep. So, and then by the time all the scores get evaluated, I got crowned national runner-up Mrs. Agriculture USA. And the gal that won, Maggie Silvis, I'm so proud of her. She has come so far in her speaking and presence on stage. You'd never know that she's a little bit more shy. I'm so proud of how far she's come. And kind of all of us, you, you've seen how we've all grown, especially with public speaking and being able to network with each other has been such a great experience through this program. That's awesome. Um, and you kind of explained it already, but just kind of to hold in on it, like what would you say are some big factors in getting you there to the runner-up position? A lot of hard work. <laughs> practice <laughs> makes perfect. I also have discovered through practicing that if I practice public speaking too much, I come off a little robotic and I don't like that. So I try to play it a little more loose and just kind of go in with an outline of what I want to say when I go into an interview or a speech or introducing myself somewhere. I kind of just get myself an idea and roll with it, try to stay loose because I love to talk. (laughs) My public speaking needs a little bit of honing. I definitely have to say that some important factors that got me there are definitely my sponsors and support for my friends and family. Without them, I don't think I'd push myself harder to work harder to earn this responsibility. That's awesome. What are some things um, that you do like within the state? Where are some places you go, Um, even just national wise? What have you done as queen? So in the past few years, being the North Dakota State Queen, I have been in, let's see here, North Dakota State Fair Parade. I've been helped, I've helped out at the Red River Valley Fair. I've been to the Clay County Fair, Holly Rodeo Days, Breakfast on the Farm, Stanley Fourth of July Parade. Let's see here. I spoke at the annual Farm Rescue Banquet in Minot in 2019. Um Gosh, I've done so many things. It, you know, when you come right out to it, sometimes it seems like a blur, but I've had a lot of great times as queen. And this year, my goal is to 
advocate in as many different states as I can. I'm pretty excited to be the, I guess, the sole North Dakota queen. I'm pretty proud of that. <laughs> I'm hoping to get some more North Dakota gals involved and see where that takes us. Um, What, as we're talking about that, what are kind of the age brackets for each division in case anybody is interested? Oh boy, you know what? I'm going to actually pull it up so I don't... <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> Let's see here. I don't want to mess that one up here. So for the Miss Agriculture USA age divisions, we actually have them starting at two years old with the tiny division. And then we have future little, little, petite, junior, teen, miss, ms, missus, and elite ms divisions. The really exciting thing is registration is actually open right now and is open until December 31st. So if you're interested in joining the Miss Agriculture USA family, you can pop on over to our website, missagricultureusa.org and check it out. Perfect. That's awesome. That's nice that they have so many different categories. I mean, people are advocating at all ages these days. So exactly. Nice the nice, the, my favorite thing would be that you can still do it after you're teens because most pageants end at miss which is usually about 20 so it's nice to be able to have a little fun with formal wear we all love our formal wear and having a crown and sash just immediately helps you stand out in the crowd and get those conversations with people my favorite thing is to be on the ground like at the state fair or just at any event really and talking with people they're like oh wow that's a really nice crown you have and then it, they're like, what are you the queen of? And tell me some more about that. It's really nice to be able to get a public figure in with agriculture in a very public friendly way. Yeah, that is awesome. Um, so what without, you have already said that you love cows, but what is <laughs> you, what do you enjoy most about being part of the agriculture industry? I love that it's just one big family. I actually, part of our categories for competition are what is a speech. And in the speech, the prompt this year is, what does agriculture mean to you? And to me, it is one big family. My family isn't involved in my life so much anymore. Divorce kind of tore us all apart. And now that we're grown up, we've all moved separate ways. We live far away. You know, it's hard to keep connected. But everywhere I go with the agriculture industry, you get just brought in. You see people at the gas station sharing a cup of coffee, talking about commodity prices or the weather. I got pulled into that. I visited New Salem and to see New Salem Sioux. We stopped at the gas station for some souvenirs and we got pulled right into a coffee conversation in the morning. It was great. They didn't know us at all and just invited us right in there. And the Miss Agriculture USA Queens, we're like one big family. I don't know what I would do without my girls, especially Emily and Abby. One of my gals, she lives in Florida and one of the other ones in Ohio. We're all across the board and we only see each other about once a year when we go to nationals, but we're able to stay connected through social media and be able to call and text, Zoom chats, what have you. But it's so nice just to know you have one big support system out there with the family of agriculture. For sure. You can go to any community and all you have to say is like, oh, what's the weather like? Or what kind of crops are here? And it's like, you're there for an hour or yep. more. 
and you wouldn't even know it was an hour either <laughs> no you have no idea you're not trying to be like we gotta go because you're sucked into the conversation too yep <laughs> that's what I always loved about going to different conferences and then you just mention one thing about North Dakota or agriculture and they're all just like boom swarm of bees and everybody's yep. chatting <laughs> lots of great conversations for sure oh definitely um, do you have any advice for young people in agriculture that maybe want to get more involved or are just kind of looking to get a foot in the door in ag? I guess my best advice would be just to go for it. Get a couple of friends to do it with you if you're a little nervous. Go for it. It's a great experience and you won't be disappointed. Very true. Um, and then just to wrap things up, if there's anything else that you want can think of, if you have any events coming up, maybe you're in a parade or something, or anything you want to give a plug for. So any a ways to follow you on social media or get a hold of you. Yes. So I do actually have some events coming up. I will be in the Stanley 4th of July parade again this year. And I will also be helping out at the Red River Valley Fair on the weekend here in Fargo. And I have reached out and gotten response from the North Dakota State Fair. I'm looking for some opportunities to volunteer there. We haven't finalized anything yet, but I will be in the parade there too. So hopefully I will see some of you. And if you see me go through, feel free to just come catch me after. I love, love to talk. <laughs> I'd love to meet you. Uh, something else, I guess I'd love to give a shout out to my sponsors this year. This year I'm sponsored by Western Minnesota Steam Threshers Reunion in Rolog, Minnesota. Love Nikki and Currently Crafting, which are both found on Facebook and Current Farms. I also want to give a big thank you to the ladies at the national office, Shannon, Mrs. Gallagher, Jamie, and Michaela. Thank you so much for all you do for us, Queens, and making it such a great big family that we're able to have these great experiences and a wonderful time at nationals every year. We couldn't do it without you. Awesome. And then how can anybody get a hold of you if say they want you at an event or any of that? Yeah, the best way to get a hold of me is by email. My email is kgcurren, C-U-R-R-E-N, 98 at gmail.com. And I'm usually able to respond to emails within a day. Perfect. Well, Kat, thanks so much for being on. I really enjoyed getting to chat with you. Yeah, thank you too. Awesome. And we will see you on the next episode of Agriculture's Top Hands. At this year's CTE-inspired conference hosted by ICEV, there's over 90 sessions to choose from in the 17 strands. These sessions are available for viewing twice, from July 27th through the 29th and August 9th through the 11th. There is professional development credit and digital badging opportunities available, so make sure you register today at www.icevonline.com slash ctinspired because you don't want to miss what's in store.